0: love you. What's up, NCU? How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Man, it is such an honor and a joy uh, to be with you. I've been so excited about this day, and uh, I just want to just state right up front, NCU, you've been blessed with the best in President Scott and Karen Hagan. Come on, make some noise. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, NCU. They're dear friends, and uh, we're blessed to know them. And as we got to just hang with a little bit, I just want to let you know behind the scenes is, is they were giving the tour and just showing my wife and I. Sweetheart, would you just stand up real quick? And my daughter, Natalie, been married 30 years. That's my beautiful wife, Debbie. Natalie, Christine, will you stand up? She's 23 years old. She's single. She loves Jesus. Just throwing it out there for all you guys right there. And so uh, she's beautiful. She loves Jesus, loves the church. And she could... Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. But uh, I just want to let you know how they talk about you. They talk about you. They talk about their love for you. And God's hand is all over this place. I said God's hand is all over this place. And let me tell you why. Because it's the love that you have for him, but then also what God's doing uniquely in this school through the leadership And I just think it's just amazing and remarkable, and it touches my heart so deeply that not only do you have a leader with a capital L in Pastor Scott, but you have a leader and a president with a pastor's heart. You've been blessed with the best. Come on, make some noise, NCU. It's an honor to be here. If you have your Bibles, I want to jump right into the Word of God, and we're going to turn to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. The scripture will be up there on your screen as well. And I want you to help me out in how we roll at Northway Church in upstate New York. If you see some words underlined, help me out, NCU, say it loud and proud today. Would you all stand in honor of reading the scripture today? And I want to give you the context of the text. And the context of the text is this, is if you had the children of Israel and they've been delivered for 400 years of slavery that song that you were singing to to deliver us and change fall and all of that that happened in their life and so they experienced the supernatural favor of god they entered into their god-given destiny but but what happened is over time, they just got comfortable and they got comfortable with that. And the Bible says that they did what was evil in the sight of God. And so God consequently said, okay, if you're going to roll that way, that's your call. I gave you free will, but I'm going to remove my hand of protection and favor from you. And we find in the scriptures that now with the hand of God's favor removed from them, that the Midian mob came in and just wreaked havoc on them year after year after year after year. And Whereas every time they tried to move forward, they took two steps back and the enemies would come in and plunder every single thing that they had accomplished. I don't know if you've ever been there, but have you ever been feeling like I'm moving forward and then all of a sudden you're you're taking some steps back? Well, this is where they are and they had the change of heart and they say, God... We cry out to you, we're sorry, our bad, please get us out of this mess. And God says, okay, I'm going to answer that prayer, but here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to answer it, but not how you think. I'm going to pick the person that is the most invisible. I'm going to select the person that is the forgotten one. I'm going to select the person that is overlooked in this nation, and I'm going to take them, and I'm going to use that person to turn this nation around the man's name is Gideon and we're going to jump into the text right now help me out if you see some words underlined say it loud and proud and to you the bible says that the angel of lords appeared to him which was Gideon and what did he say guys he said what wow man I feel right at home come on Jesus the Lord is with you and then the Lord turned to him and said go with the what go with the strength you have and rescue israel from the midianites i am sending you but lord Gideon replied how can i rescue israel my clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of manasseh and i am the what i am the i'm the least in my family the lord said to him again i will be with you and you will destroy the midianites as if you were fighting against one man let's go down in scriptures Judges 6.25. That same night, the Lord said to him, take the second, what guys? Take the second bull. Take the second bull from your father's herd and the one that's seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height. under Using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second what? Offer the second as a burnt offering. Sound great. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the word of God and the people of God in this house of God. And we ask that the spirit of God gives us open heavens today, a revelation from heaven and not from man. In Christ's name, amen. Please be seated. I don't want to talk to you today about Godfidence. Godfidence. I didn't say confidence. I said Godfidence. Everyone say Godfidence. Confidence is a book that I'm writing and confidence. We've got the trademark on it, and all that. I'm real excited about that, but I was praying about what to share. And I want to talk about confidence. What is confidence? Confidence, listen to this, is having the confidence to overcome all of your insecurities. Confidence is having the confidence to overcome all of your insecurities. With confidence, you never peak. With confidence, you never plateau. With confidence, you always are learning. With confidence, you're always improving. With confidence, you crave feedback because feedback is the number one way we grow. With confidence, you realize that the Holy Spirit, you love feedback because he's going to continue to peel back layer after layer after layer of feedback. And if we don't like feedback, we don't like the Holy Spirit. Hello? With confidence, we have the courage to go after and see... In these supernatural, these God-sized dreams, but we don't just see them. We seize them with confidence. With confidence, you never have to worry. Come on. I said you never have to worry about impressing anyone again. You're free from that. You are free to become completely who God has created you to be. Would anybody here say, Pastor Buddy, sign me up for some confidence today? I could use some confidence. Come on, I got my hand up, I got my hand up, I got my leg up, I got my boot up, I got everything. Godfidence. Is it me or is insecurity the most annoying thing on the planet? What in the world? It is though. Thank you, sister. Thank you for helping me preach. It is so annoying, isn't it? It is. Those stinking voices bouncing around in your brain. Who do you think you are? What are you trying to prove? What do you, what do you, what do you think do you think you'll accomplish? And how about this? What if you try and you go after God, but what if you fail? And what if you fail in front of all of your haters? What then? Insecurity. I don't have what it takes. I'm overlooked. It'll never happen. Insecurity, where did it come from? It came from our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they bailed on God and said, forget you, God. We don't care what you say. We're going to do life our way. The Bible calls that attitude sin. And when that happened, consequently, our first parents were grappling with their identity. And as human beings, we've been grappling with our identity ever since. But God didn't stop there. God sent Jesus Christ to restore us and to restore us who we were before the fall, Godfident without any fear, without any insecurity. God, can you imagine what God will do in your life, in my life, and in this university's life, in this city's life, in this nation's life, and in the nation's life, if we would step out of our insecurities and step fully and completely into God has created us to be. Godfidence. Godfidence is a game changer. I said, Godfidence is a game changer. And I just want to just share this out of my heart. I don't believe today's just another message. I don't believe today's just another chapel. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do something in all of our lives. It changes the trajectory of our lives forever from this passage of Scripture. Godfidence is a game changer. A while back, I was preaching at Northway, and we did a bunch of services on Sunday, and I typically... I get my nap in on Sunday afternoon. Can we get an amen for naps on Sunday afternoon? Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Come on. I'm talking lay your head on the pillow. I'm talking you just, you left it all in the court that you enter. What I really believe is a fundamental core conviction of mine is when you enter into drool zone. Can I get an amen for drool zone today? Where you wake up and you don't even know what planet you're on. You don't know what country you're in. You're like, what day is it? What happened? That is rest from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I I didn't get that in. And so I was all fired up. It was an incredible day at Northway Church. And I was fired up. And I had all this energy. What do I do? What I do? So I went to the YMCA. I never go to the YMCA. And I went to the YMCA. And I figured I'll run. And so I went. I ran on the track. And there was hardly anybody there. Now, I, I typically run, but I got a little Achilles issue. So I need some help. I need somebody. Who's the guy I met last night, President Scott? Was it, was it Troy? Who was the guy that you called President? What was that guy's name? Roy. Roy. Roy where, where you at, Roy? Roy, come on. Give it up for Roy, everybody. <laughs> Come on, Roy. Hustle up. Hustle up. Roy, we met last night. So, Roy, you're going to be me, bro. Okay? And so, you're me at the YMCA. And so, what I did, Roy, dude, you're tall. And so, anyway, here's the deal is I would run, Roy, the, the laps, and I ran. It was 13.5 laps. So, Roy, I want you to be me, and you're going to be acting it out while I'm telling the story. So, so, Roy, get running, bro. Get running, Roy. Give it up for Roy. Yeah. No, 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 Roy, 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 you're going to run here. You're going to run all the way up here. And then you're going to run here behind the piano. And then you come on, give it up for Roy. So Roy's pastor buddy. And I'm, I'm running. I'm checking out. And Roy, once you get here, check it out, Roy. We're going to act this out. Roy, once you get here, now just stare at all of them. Just stare at all, all of them. No, no, keep running, Roy. Keep running, Roy. Keep running, Roy. So I'm running. And I'm running my 13.5 laps to get all the energy out. And I see this. There's a basketball. A game going on, and I'm watching the game. Watch, watch them, watch them, watch them. Roy, you gotta look at them, Roy, while you're running. Come on, Roy. Come on, Roy. Keep running. That's it. And so I'm watching the game. You got the red team. Everyone say, Red team. You got the white team. And I'm watching them, and the red team, man, they had game and stuff, but the white team was totally stacked. And I'm watching them, and I'm watching, that the the white team is just dominating. They got all the talent, they got all the ability, and they're just destroying them. The red team doesn't have any confidence. There you look, is he he looking at you when he's running? Come on, more. So so here's the deal, and I'm watching them. Now look at them, Roy, look at them, Roy. You're getting winded, bro, there you go. And so I'm watching the red team, and the white team is dominating them. The white team is just crossing them over. He's crossing them over, shaking big, see the three. Be the 3. Just destroying them. And so, after, come on, pick up the pace. Come on, pick up the pace. Come on, pick up the pace. You're slacking. Come on, pick it up. you got more. you got more. Pick it up. Pick it up. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Come on, show me a sprint, bro. Show me what you got. Come on, brother. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Come on. Come on. Come on. on. Give it up for my man. Oh, 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 Oh. You can stop. You can stop. Come here. Come here. Lord, bless him. Lord, bless him. You hear him breathing. (laughs) So here's the deal. After that, the Lord told me to stop. Give it up for my man. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate it, buddy. So the Lord told me to stop, and he said this. I kid you not. This is on Sunday afternoon. I already preached, guys. And he said, I want you to change that. There's no one else there. There's a referee. There's, a, there's no fans there. It's just Pastor Buddy running around. And he's, I heard the Holy Spirit loud and he said, change it. I said, God, do you want me to play? Because I am undefeated. Oh, yeah, I went there. Undefeated and horse. Okay. He said, no, I don't want you to play. I want you to do something else. Here's what I did Sunday afternoon, YMCA. Let's go, red team. Red team, let's go. Mind you, there was nobody else there. Both teams, red team and the white team, did this. Red team, get your head in the game. I noticed that number 23 on the red team had a sit shot. And it was sweet, but he wasn't. And his form was all jacked up. When he was running down the court, it was like, right? And I started, I said, 23, you got game. 23, you can shoot. Get the ball to 23. I watched the power of my voice. I just started cheering him on. He went from this funk to. He came off the screen. They fed it. He came off and he just lined up and he squared up. Oh, I'm coming. No, 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 no. Don't you go anywhere, sister. I just want to come over and help you sign. I'm going to, and I'm going to do my sign. He came up and he squared up and he released. Shook him. He shredded the net. I watched the whole game. I kid you not. It went from a 20-point deficit down to a 10-point, down to a 5. And it was now, it was a tie game. The red team stole the ball. I'm like, God, you've got to be kidding me. Where are the cameras? This is a movie. (laughs) It comes down. The clock's ticking. They pass it. Guess to who? To number 23, Troy, he comes off the screen. He squares up. He yeah! it, the red team won! Come on NCU! The red team won! I was going crazy! I was going crazy! You say, Pastor Buddy, are you taking credit? You better believe I am. Because I'm confident it was a collaboration. It was a team effort. I'm confident if they didn't have that voice of encouragement, it wouldn't have changed the game. And this, my friends, is the voice of confidence that God wants to impart in your life, in my life, in this university's life, that we will never be the same again. Confidence. Listen, listen, listen. If confidence can do that, imagine what confidence will do in your life. Confidence Will change your relationships. Confidence will change your business. Confidence will change your marriage. Confidence will change a generation. Confidence is a game changer. So, how do we get it? How do we get it? Jot this down real quick, guys, real quick. Number one, believe what God says about you. How do we access confidence? We all want it or we wouldn't be here. How do we get it? Believe what God says about you. Question, question. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, Mighty hero of faith, was he? No, he was a joke. He was the last guy picked in gym class. He was overlooked. No one would have picked him at all. But don't you love this about our good God, that God sees something in you that we don't see in ourselves? This is the very nature of God. God sees something in you today that you don't see in yourselves. And God sent me here today on assignment, his messenger, to stir that up in you. There is more inside of you. You see, the paradox of faith is this, that God believes in us more than we believe in him. All he wants us to do through scripture is get into agreement of the faith that he has in us, Troy. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. So if we're going to get confidence, we got to believe what God says. You know what God says about you, NCU? You know what he says about you, downtown you? You know what he says about you? You're mighty heroes of faith. That's who you are. You say, oh, Pastor Buddy, I'm just this, and I'm No, 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 you're mighty heroes of faith that year. Oh, well, I'm going to go in the ministry, or I'm going into business, or I'm doing it. Hey, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. You're mighty heroes of faith. That's what God says about you. That is who you are, and God is saying, I speak it over you. Do you believe it? So help me out, NCU. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a mighty hero of faith. Go ahead. Okay. NCU, check it out. Like Pastor Buddy, after they spoke it over me, actually, I feel more insecure because it was their delivery. Uh, oh, you're a mighty hero of faith, huh? Let me ask you a question Do you think when the angel of the Lord came down from heaven on assignment, that he came down and went, Hey, Gideon, we've heard about you, bro? Man. We've been watching you. You live in caves. you got strongholds going on. You're the least in your family. You're the least in the tribe of Manasseh. Dude, it really stinks to be you. But I'm on here from assignment just to encourage you. You're a mighty. I want you to know because God wants you to know you're a mighty hero of faith. (sighs) (laughs) Or do you think God's messenger came down with some authority and some boldness and said, Gideon? I'm calling you out of your cave. Gideon, I'm calling you out of strongholds. Gideon, there is something that you don't see, your parents didn't see, nobody else on this planet sees, but I am your creator, God, and I see it in you, and with me, anything is possible. I'm calling you out. You are a mighty hero of faith. Come on. That's who you are. So NCU, I want to give you another opportunity. Now I want you to turn to that person. I want you to say it. So, I want you to spray it. I want you to wheel it. I want you to deal it. I want you to make them feel it in Jesus' name. Turn to the person next to you and say it on like you're on a sign. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone, hold the phone. Here we go. Here we go. Check it out. And you they like just stay with me. All right. On three, I want you to turn to the person next to you and give them the best shout. You're a mighty hero of faith. One, two, three, go. Okay. All right. All right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Guys, let's get this from the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Watch. Watch. Notice how the whole atmosphere of this room changed just by declaring what God believes about us. God believes in you. That's how we get confidence where you don't even care what anybody else thinks anymore. If God believes in me and God is with me, then that's what I'm going to do unapologetically. Come on. God believes in you. Second thing. Second thing really quick. So we're good, right? We can just go home. The second thing is this. Express your pain. Don't suppress it. Gideon does what all of us do when we're called out on our God given potential. We get that kind of excitement, but then we get a little fear, and we start to deflect and redirect. Where are you, God? Where are you, God? I'm sick and tired of hearing about you. I've heard about you with my ancestors. i heard about you doing all these good things, but you haven't done anything for me. And watch this. Watch what our good God does. He doesn't rebuke him. Doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't let Gideon reflect or redirect. What he does is a loving, Heavenly Father. He says, yeah, that's good. You've been in that cave for a long time. You've been carrying that pain, and as your Heavenly Father, I need to hear about that express our pain we're not too good at this in the christian community but the holy spirit wants us to grow in our self-awareness of the holy spirit and realize man we need to read the psalms all david did is like man he's expressing his pain what happens ecclesiastes tells us there's a time and purpose for every season under heaven a time to laugh <laughs> a time to dance hello oh you can't handle it but here's the deal i love those that's who i am ask your president i just want to party i want to have fun but there's also a time to grieve. What does grieve mean? If you jot this down, grieve means to express loss. Now, if you jot this down right after that, depression, one definition of depression is the inability to express loss. So watch this. Our loving Heavenly Father knows if Gideon doesn't get this stuff out, he's going to be, stay stuck in a perpetual season of depression that God never intended for him to go there. But if you will express it to our God, he starts to help us and he peels back layer after layer after layer. So God believes in you. All right. We don't have to say, Pastor, buddy, how do you know so much about depression? I know a lot about it. I I planted a church in the Northeast, bro. And then after it just took off, check it out. Five years later, all of a sudden, my heart was going like this. There was a panic attack. I didn't know what a panic attack was. After that, I hit depression. You're like, well, you're a pastor. Yeah, I hit it. I didn't know what it was. And God took me on a journey to learn how to express why I didn't suppress and some things that I brought to my God. And I stand here today to the glory of God healed in Jesus name. In Jesus name. How do you get confidence? Confidence. One, believe what God says about you. Two, express your pain, don't suppress it. Number three, jot this down really quickly get rid of your father's bull. Get rid of your father's bull. Take the second bull, take that one, and take it and tear down that altar. You know, Asherah pole. you know, the sex god, you know, everything that you guys turn to. He said, take it and get, don't ask your dad, just go do it. Just go do it and do it at night. Get rid of your father's bull. And I'm here to declare to you, NCU child of God, it is time to get rid and break every generational curse in your life. Come on. Well, Pastor, it's just me, and it's just my dad, and it's just my granddad, and it's just my grandmom, it's just this. No, 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 no. no. It's just Jesus. And with Jesus, He can break every single stronghold in your life. Come on. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And so we need to get rid of our problems. Well, what is it? Is it anger? Is it pornography? Is it abuse? Is it abandonment? Quantify it and then say, God, you know what? I'm done with that because you're speaking to me and you're speaking to me and your Holy Spirit's speaking to me and it stops with me. I said it stops with me and my name and my kids because I'm getting rid of my father's bull. Number four, really quick. They go at night, and they go at night, and they tear, the, they tear down the Asherah pole, and they use it, and they set up a new offering, and blah, 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 and then check it out. Then fast forward. All of Israel finds out. They're really ticked. They go to Joash's door, and they knock on it and say, we're going to kill your son. We can't stand him. He stole all of our fun, and watch what this dysfunctional dad does. For some moment, he has this clarity, and he says, steps up, and he says, if Baal is a god, let him defend himself, and he, he steps in as an advocate, and then he turns to his son. And he says, I'm changing your name from Gideon to Jeroboam." and you know what that means? If Baal is a God, let him defend himself. And here's the four key to confidence. Believe what God says about you. Express your pain. Don't suppress it. Get rid of your father's bull. Number four, quit defending your fear and start defending your faith. Quit defending your fear and start defending your faith. I said quit defending your fear and start defending your faith. Fear is always a spirit and it never comes from God. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. The fear of man is a snare. Don't be afraid of any man. God is with you. 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 Is with you. Just quit telling the enemy, oh, it can't happen. It can't. Listen, you know why I can relate to this? Because it's, 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 it's a little older than you. You know what I was? I was angry at God. I never went to church. I was married to my beautiful wife. Our, our marriage was blessed financially, but it was really bad because I never went. She said, why won't you go to church? And I'm like, don't talk to me about church. Don't talk to me about God. And people would talk to me about I said, you want to talk to me? I'll cuss you out. Get out of my face. Because I was angry. And then I saw God take that person, and I'm the least in my family. I'm the least. I'm the least. No one would say God would ever use that guy. He's the one with the attitude. And God took that person and turned it around, and to God be the glory. And absolutely doesn't make any sense in the most unchurched place in the United States, according to George Barna. Now there is a growing, thriving, life-giving church, and God has turned everything around. But it didn't happen by talking about our fear. It happened by declaring about our faith. And then the last thing is this. Check this out. Is this. Here we go, guys. This is my favorite part. You guys can check it out later in your God time. He says, I want you to do this. God takes that guy. And he takes him from 32,000 down to 300 men. Makes no sense in a natural. And then the guy that was everyone laughed at and joked at, and like, oh, they'll, that person will never be used. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand what happens when one person gives their heart to God and says, I'm all in. Now he gets up with 300 men and says, We're going to war, and I want you to draw a sword. But you're going to draw a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Hello. In other words, now you have the guy that's laughed at, and he's leading with honor. If I can encourage you in one thing, if I was starting at, uh, the church over, lead in honor. When I first read, I'm like, Gideon, you can't say that. It takes a humble servant of Jesus to say, God has called me to do this and we're going to go. But when you draw a sword, you're going to draw a sword for the Lord Jesus Christ and for and at NCU. You know what that will plays out. We're going to draw a sword for the Lord and for President Scott and Karen. Come on. Come on. Hello. Hello. Come on. God's here. You draw a sword for them. You draw it in your prayer time. You make the deposits back faculty. You just draw a sword for the Lord. Then when you get out of the school, you know what you do in your business. You know what you do in your church. You lead out in honor because God honors honor. And as you honor God, God will honor you. Wherever you find a spirit of dishonor, you find a spirit of unbelief because even Jesus couldn't release his full blessing in the gospel of Mark chapter 6 because they didn't honor him. Be a person of honor and walk out in this generation. I'm going to draw a sword for the Lord Jesus Christ and whatever organization God puts me in. And God will bless you and God will turn everything around. Let's go, red team. Let's go, red team. Red team, shoot the rock. 23, you got game. Red team, NCU, town, you, there is more in store for you. God wants to change Minneapolis. God wants to change St. Paul. God wants to change this nation. God wants to change the nations through you. All you got to do is shoot the rock with confidence.